0: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is the Don't Punt Hour with former Nebraska receiver. Throwing over the middle, completes the pass. He's got speed to the end zone. Touchdown, 45 yards. And return specialist. This time he beats the kicker in one more. Pearsonell. Only Does the sideline have confidence in Pearsonell, but Pearsonell has confidence in Pearsonell. On 93.7, the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Arms back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. We got the host, as always, Pearson Pearsonell, former Husker, streaming in. And we got the Super Bowl right around the corner. Uh, DeMorney Pearsonell, I'm curious how you feel about it, especially since I noticed today that the Kansas City Chiefs logo printed right over the Raiders' locker room. Uh, we'll just start there. How are you feeling about that one?
2: <laughs> Not happy at all. Um, they could have given him a different locker room. They didn't have to use, you know, that locker room. But, you know, it is what it is. It happens. <laughs> Won't be there for long.
1: Yeah, I was surprised by it, too. I also thought maybe you could have given him the other locker room. But nonetheless, uh, you got the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's just start here. We're talking about it on Sunday's show during the breeze. Who is America's team heading into this one? The 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: I would say 49ers. Uh, I don't don't think the Chiefs are America's team. Um, There are a lot of people, you know, that are older generation that might, you know, have that. But I feel like, you know, the 49ers are are thrown up there, you know, with the Cowboys. Um, You can put them, you know, with the Steelers, like, uh, you know their fan base has been there for a minute Bronco fan, Broncos fan base um the Raiders fan base mm-hmm. um they've they've been around not to say that the other team hasn't um but you know they were good and they weren't and they were all right then they weren't so um i I, I feel like they more so could take that in this matchup uh over over the chiefs
1: yeah, I, I want to say the 49ers are America's team. I think most NFL fans are going to be rooting for the 49ers, but um, there's a lot of Taylor Swift fans out there. We might might be outnumbered a little bit in terms of how many people are rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's going to be interesting. And I will say this, um, if you're annoyed by Taylor Swift, every single Super Bowl becomes something outside of the Super Bowl. It, it, there's always something outside of the actual NFL game itself, and they're really not showing Taylor Swift as much as people think they are. So calm down if that's where you're at. Um, I honestly, it doesn't bother me as much. Where are you on that? I I'm honestly, it was a little irritating at first, but I'll be honest. I'm over it. Like, I, I feel like they don't show her as much as people freak out.
2: Uh, not as much as they used to, but I mean, it's still like, okay, we get it. Like, it it's it's kind of, it's kind of an overcare. Okay. Life. So you're still here it. with it. Uh, I don't care. Can we continue on with the game? I'm more excited about the celebrations more than seeing her and her reaction. <laughs> That's just where I'm at. Uh, I'm anxious to see how how it how his brother's going to react. That that's something I'm more interested yeah. in in seeing and whatnot. was being in the Super Bowl, I, I kind of want to see, uh, you know, if if we get another shirtless appearance or not.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we will. He, Probably. He's, he's enjoying what looks to be retirement. So shout out to Jason Kelsey for for his entire career. We'll see what happens, but yeah, the, definitely during that Bills game, he he was going all out. On that one. And it was fun to watch. I watched watching him celebrate a lot more than I enjoyed watching Taylor Swift. Exactly. nonetheless, with this game, you're looking at it. We're not going to give quite our predictions yet unless you want to, but we'll talk about it more as we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. Just heading into this Mm -hmm. game originally, you got the 49ers who Brock Purdy honestly has been playing pretty well. He's had some late game drives. There's really put it together. It's been more so the defense that has been surprising. They haven't been as solid throughout the playoffs. And then you look at the Kansas City Chiefs doesn't feel like they really got the best shot from Baltimore. It felt like, felt like Baltimore shot themselves in the foot multiple times. Cause For sure. I, I can't get over that game, and I, I picked the Ravens to win. And even just going back and watching that, it still feels like I made the right choice. Like watching, it looked like outside of a weird offensive game plan, the Baltimore Ravens were still a better team defensively by far. Uh, you only gave up 17 points. You should have had a couple of touchdowns yourself. You had a taunting call that went the other way. Zay Flowers also gets a ball stripped from him after the guy he just taunted. Multiple plays broke down, but I still felt like the Ravens were the better team. So heading into this, I don't know if I'm just going to lock in on Mahomes being that guy. I, I'm really looking at the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Um,
2: I mean, I, I think you hit it right there on the head. Uh, you know, uh, the only thing I feel like that stopped Baltimore was Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did too much or, you know, did something to make me believe. I don't think they just got Baltimore's best shot that day. Uh, Going forward, um, going through Baltimore and seeing exactly, you know, that type of defense, that, you know, physicality and everything like that, I understand they get, you know, a little rest in between and everything like that. Um, But I, I, I feel like, you know, the 49ers have a harder practice You know that their that that their DBs have a harder time guarding their own players than you know some of the players that would be on the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Now, given you know they've you know made some plays when they were supposed to and everything like that, but other than Mahomes and Kelsey, that offense doesn't scare me.
1: Pacheco scares Uh, me a little bit. Pacheco's been nice in this playoffs.
2: Not not when you got two. 1A and 1B 1A 1A or 1B was a couple of weeks ago in Baltimore. Now you got the second best or the first best duo at linebacker um you know, Warner in, in the NFL like that. I if anything I I feel like you know that that's a push. Uh I'm giving the push more so to the 49ers than um you know then than the uh then, then Pacheco mm-hmm. uh, I don't Pacheco's not going to you know open the game for me. He didn't he didn't do it against Baltimore. You know, he wasn't I, he really
1: He was consistent against Baltimore. He he helped just keep he wasn't explosive but he was keeping them on track moving the chains. He had a few crucial moments where I thought he was essential he wasn't, for person. He but he wasn't
2: Gibbs. Gibbs was was doing way more against the 49 the 49ers defense than than he was against Baltimore. So mm-hmm. he's he's not a Gibbs type of type of back. Gibbs can, you know, give him a, a year or two. I mean, he's a spitting image of of Aaron Jones with Green Bay, honestly. Yeah. So Gibbs gave me more fear than Pacheco did. And you know, I feel like Gibbs ceiling is, is a lot more higher than Pacheco. Um, and Gibbs had a you know a nice game against the 49ers, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm not Pacheco doesn't scare me. He's not going to be, well, if we don't, you know, control him or anything like that, he's going to break over the game. Now, the opposite side, if you don't control McCaffrey, it might be over <laughs> yeah. for you. Uh, you know, him versus McCaffrey, I'm giving McCaffrey the go ahead. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm more nervous and scared of McCaffrey than I am Pacheco. So um, I think, you know, just with them, with the 49ers defense seeing more at practice, um and then in the game uh other than you know Andy Reid I gotta respect that I get that you know he's an offensive uh a genius and everything like that I-, I give you that you know Pat if they can get to Pat I, I think if they can you know stress Pat out and everything like that uh, I think it's gonna be a long night for Pat regardless of you know I don't think Kelsey's gonna necessarily go off again as he gets you know the 20-yard line and in I feel like he's a bigger threat more so than um you know what we have seen mm-hmm. in the past years so if they can keep if they can keep him you know if they can keep the chiefs from getting in pretty much you know in the red to green zone i'm not too concerned
1: what'd you, you see know? with the so, ravens how they couldn't control kelsey because that to me was the most astounding thing they were playing a lot of zone um kelsey go figure he's really good at sitting in the soft spots of the zones and getting an open spot They couldn't control Kelsey at all. It felt like every single target Mahomes threw towards Kelsey, Kelsey was completing it, running for at least 10 yards plus after the catch. What what was with the Ravens? They could not figure out Kelsey at all. And obviously, um, that's the next factor that you need to account for.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, You know, he had big catches. He had big plays and everything like that. Uh, They weren't huge chunks. They were, I, I I feel like majority of them were under 20. Yeah, in the uh, red
1: zone is where he, I shouldn't say long runs, more so just effective he, in that red zone area in particular. He
2: he, he showed up uh, when he was necessary, you know, yeah. on third downs that they needed to have, you know, fourth down conversions that they needed to have. He showed up big. That, that That's going to happen, you know, in games and everything like that. But <laughs> once they got closer into the red zone, you know, that's where all, oh, you know, he, he went off. Um, you know, if you, that's what I said, if, if they, if the 49ers can keep them from getting to probably their 20 yard line, uh, I don't think, you know, he's as effective, you know, with scoring and whatnot. He's not going to run past anybody. He's not going to catch the ball and beat somebody uh, to the edge to go, to go run off and score. He's not, Kittle will, Kittle will catch it, take a slant or out and, you know, and, and can run by you. But I don't think, Kelsey necessarily has flashed that later on uh, in this season, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not too, too nervous about that. Uh, You know, they'll have some type of scheme on whether if it's, you know, a a palms type of look, you know, if it's a zone or a a man, a man that's guarding him and, you know, the safety giving, giving help over top that they'll slow him down a little bit, probably. Um, But I mean, if you, if you get into Pat, it don't even matter. You know, if, what he's doing if Pat is back there running for his life. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a matchup between, you know, their offensive line, which the Chiefs offensive line is probably one of the more penalized offensive lines uh, in the NFL versus, you know, arguably the best D line and the D line rotation that, you know, the, that the 49ers bring. So I think that's where the matchup is going to be at. Um, and then secondly, you know, uh how is how is you know uh brock gonna start is he gonna kind of start slow and yeah he's been starting slow late, the entire playoffs. Or is he gonna put a full game together i think that i think that's you know something else you got to look at
1: yeah it does make you you wonder and that definitely that tight end battle in particular is gonna be interesting to watch you think about the playoffs you, you, the four teams that really ended all had some of the best tight ends in the league you got mark andrew mm-hmm. george kittle travis kelsey sam laporta um, so some maybe a position teams really need to look at because they do a lot of work. Obviously, Mark Andrews, he came in for that game, but still was effective. I thought they could have got the ball to him more. But looking at this game, it's going to be a tight end battle, and I do want to talk about the coaches a little bit because this is going to be a coaches battle as well. When oh, you're looking sure. at these two coaches, um, I want to ask you, who do you think has the edge? Let's get to this one from the text line. And again, you guys can always join in. Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685 from Mississippi Mud Dog. He said 49ers should win. Andy Reid has two weeks to draw stuff up, though. Wouldn't bet against the Chiefs. Uh, I'll clean it up a little bit, but darn them both. Go, Pack, go. With the (laughs) 49ers, I do think with Andy Reid, two weeks, it scares me. Andy Reid has shown over and over and over again that if you give him time, he puts together a pretty damn good game plan. Uh, But then you look at the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, they insert Brock Purdy, and it looks immediately better than what it ever did with Jimmy G., and this team, it wasn't like a Nick Foles where he came and went. No, the year two starts with Brock Purdy, and here you are in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who to give the edge to. I'm going to go with the veteran and Andy Reid. But out of these two elite head coaches, who would you giving the edge?
2: That one's tough. You know, they've both been in Super Bowls. They both lost Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shanahan lost a couple years ago to Andy Reid. Um and the Chiefs, I'm pretty sure, you know, that one still stings and whatnot. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I, I have an edge. Uh because you know it's it's something it's something about a revenge game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's something it's something about it, a fire that's been been sparked, I think, ever since you know the 49ers has lost to the Chiefs. Honestly, I feel like they've that they that they've looked like a better team since you know that loss a couple years ago. Um, the Chiefs aren't the same team that they, you know. They didn't have the same weapons that was that was on that team. Uh, I get it, you know, Andy. He's been there with Mahomes and everything like that. Um,
1: I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's close. Those are some elite veteran coaches, and you can just look at their coaching trees and just see how I, much success I, they it, have.
2: It, it's hard to say. Like, I would have to kind of factor, you know, quarterback play. Yeah um then i'm going my to Holmes. homes my, my, my homes have been good um but he hasn't been doing anything that i wouldn't expect him to do mm-hmm. he hasn't been you know over the top with or playing such a, like you know too much of a dominant game uh so I see,
1: like that's where i push back he, i just feel where, like we're so he used to has it has a chip on his shoulder yeah.
2: they didn't had to you know they had they played two games where they had they two drives, you know, a a second half of a whole game to Mm -hmm. to come back and win it. I'm kind of giving the edge to the 49ers Uh, just just because, you know, with Shanahan uh, having to be in that position and weather that storm with a year two quarterback to get that done, um, that says a lot. So, you know, I think, you know, he's learned from, you know, the lessons that they have over the years of not getting there and losing out and everything like that. I think they made you know their corrections, and I think you know this is the year where you know he stamps, you know um, he gets to, you know the final seal of approval and becomes you know a Super Bowl winning coach. So I'm giving I'm I'm giving it to 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 Kyle, um, and it, but it's hard to go against Andy because I like <laughs> yeah. Andy Reid. It's it's hard to go against him, but I I don't, it's, just, it's just something that I I I don't want to bet against you know Kyle in this.
1: Yeah, and uh, again you talk about it, they they figured out how to come back. That was a struggle mm-hmm. earlier on. It's like, man, when the 49ers are down, they have a hard time, you know, getting their head out of the mud. They tend to stay down. And this playoffs, that's why it's big for me and Brock Purdy. You know, two playoff games where he's had to make really big game winning drives. Um, a couple in bad weather too, really both of them. Yeah. didn't have ideal weather, and he's still putting the ball right on the money, making those big plays. And when you look at Mahomes, I'll agree with you, he hasn't Looked maybe as dominant, but I also do think we're just used to it. You know, it's like exactly, we yeah. can predict it's like, oh, of course, Kelsey wide open in the end zone of the corner or right in the corner of the end zone, wide open. And we're just like so used to Mahomes expecting you know, to not, make those not, plays.
2: You know, not to say that it's not impressive or anything like that, but he's looked a lot better in years past he's done you know a lot more mm-hmm. in you know different situations and everything like that and this year is just a completely different year and you know i don't know if it's just because Tariq is not there yeah um or you know i don't know if it's just because you don't have you know other receivers that didn't necessarily like stepped up um you know th- their their offensive identity looks completely different um, yeah. it looks different than it was last year you know and they got a lot of the same players that are on the team that was from that Super Bowl team last year. They, they look different. I don't know exactly, you know, what it is or why it is, but um, it's just not hitting the same.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think you're right because I do think I like the 49. I'll probably change my mind like five times before we get to Super Bowl Sunday. So don't make your picks based off anything I'm saying. But it does feel that way with Mahomes this year. He has played a little bit of a different style. Like you said, he doesn't have the same weapons And you're seeing that with his aggressiveness. It's not like he can't make those throws, but I think Mm -hmm. you are right in saying, I don't trust my guys to go ahead and throw this 50-50 ball out there. I think he knows we're going to have to play it really safe, and I can't afford to take these deep shot risks because against the Ravens, they only scored 17 points, and Mahomes didn't play back. bad
2: Did they only score three points in the second half, or, or did they get shut out in the second half? Like, so... You know, it Baltimore did this part on, on, on defense wise, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just honestly, it was just not the best day on the offensive side for them. So, I'm not necessarily crediting that to you know the Chiefs because they were moving the ball, they were going up and down the field and everything like that. Um, just you know, Baltimore's identity with them running the ball and everything like that, I'm confused. Um, their best, you know, the chief's best linebacker was out of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they were, they, they were getting what they want from running the ball. They, I just, I'm just not sure, you know, exactly what happened. You know, the better team that day was the chiefs. They won that. I'll give them that. But I don't think to this day that, that there, they were a better team than Baltimore. Baltimore just, you know, they didn't have a good game and that's what happened. And you hate to see that, um, in certain situations like that, when the week before, you exploded against, you know, the Texans. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is going to be different, you yeah. know, and typically, you know, Baltimore gives uh, Kansas City a fit. And this is a Kansas City Chief, you know, a Kansas City team without the weapons uh, that they had on the outside. So, of course, you know, I was expecting something different, but, you know, any given Sunday, the better team shows up and plays and wins, and that's
1: what happened. Yep. It's, to me, it's going to be which tight end scores first. That's going to be a part of Kittle or Kelsey. Who's going to have the bigger game there? Because you look at those integral games for either of those teams, it seems to be Kittle or Kelsey. One of those guys has a big play um, throughout the entire season. And I'm just, like I said, I'm going to be switching my mind back and forth, but I do feel like the 49ers are going to have a little bit of an edge here going into it just because the Chiefs, they don't feel the same. Um, I thought Mahomes was playing it safe against the Ravens and it worked out for him because the Ravens, again, they should have had multiple shots to either tie it Push the game into overtime, uh, or two just go ahead and win to, it.
2: Two drives back to back, they go down the field and and you know come up with three points. Mm-hmm. You know, like like that hurts, or you know a, a touchdown, and you know so it it's it, that that hurt. That wasn't that wasn't necessarily you know other than the fumble. You know, Baltimore was getting what they want. They just didn't capitalize. You know, they did they didn't finish the drive, um, and it, and it sucks. So even with you know the the Chiefs bragging about you know they 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 have you know a number one defense and everything like that. Baltimore was still driving up and down the field on you. Yeah. Um you know they other other than you know the 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 touchback um they were right there on, on scoring edge and if if um if you know the 49ers get down there best believe McCaffrey's coming at you like a like a locomotive train uh like a locomotive. So I'm it, they're going to be different. I, I think you know, uh, Kyle is going for the jugular on this one, and uh, you know the Chiefs pick your poison. Which which person are you going to stop? Because they got two other people or three other people that 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 can do the same thing. Yeah. So I, I think you know the Chiefs are going to have you know their hands full um, to stop them.
1: Yeah, it's a amazing thing. Can you keep Purdy safe? With that defense, especially their pass rush, they've been getting really creative. It's been pretty effective, even against. Lamar at times it felt like the main Lamar uncomfortable keeping a spy on him at times. Um, also just again, with the play calling I wasn't a big fan of it. I thought they could have definitely utilized the ground game more, but the chiefs were good in containing Lamar Jackson. I do worry about those 49ers offensive line a little bit. Um, can they pick up on the stunts? Cause you know, the chiefs are going to throw a lot at him. And if I think if you can mm-hmm. get Brock pretty uncomfortable early, that's going to be your best shot, make him start slow. Cause when the chiefs get ahead and I want to ask you this, cause obviously former NFL player, Do some quarterbacks almost get in your head mentally? If you're going up against a Brady, at this point, Mahomes feels like he's at that level where when they get ahead, it's almost like, man, we got to score. We got to hold on to this ball. We don't want to give the ball back. And you see teams almost panic when they have the ball, and they're in the position to go make the game-winning drive, and they're so worried about the clock because they see Mahomes over there, and it's like they can't even focus on the drive at hand.
2: Um, most definitely. You know, it, it it it's exactly like that. I've been I've been across on teams where we're playing Brady, and it's like
1: here we go. <laughs> so you like, guys do know you, on the sideline, <laughs> and and it's, and it's
2: nothing really. You know that 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 they didn't do is just yeah. you know us as an offense is just not continuing or not you know converting or or doing something, and then you and then you you leave enough time or, or on the table for Brady to do something or for Mahomes to do something. And it's just like ugh, like it's you get in your own head and then, you know you get in your own way and then them being them, they make something spectacular happen and then it's like, here you go here it goes again. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know for the next three, four weeks they talking about how this person came back <laughs> on you, and it's annoying so uh ag- again, you know, like I said that there is that fact, but uh the 49ers have been in that but have been in that position twice. Uh, like, you know, so they're they're They know that they can come back, uh, from those type of positions. Um, I don't think that, 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 that makes them nervous anymore. They've kind of, you know, show that they can do that even if it gets, you know, to that point and everything like that. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, you know, if, 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 Brock doesn't start slow, um, you know, good luck.
1: Yeah. That's where I'm at with it too. It'll be interesting to watch because you look at the 49ers, I think, all the complaints most people would have had for the 49ers, they've been slowly checking off that box of reasons to doubt them as the playoffs have gone on. But, again, I'm with you. I think it's going to be who's going to start out fast, and if it's the 49ers starting out slow, I don't have a whole lot of faith in them being able to catch up. But we'll talk about it more throughout the show as well as some Husker hoops as well. So don't go anywhere. This is the Don't Punt Hour with Morning Pearsonel. I'm here Arns back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. We'll talk to you in a little bit.
0: This is the Don't Punt Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and Ticketfm.com. Here is your host, DeMorne Pearson. All
1: right, welcome back in to Ticket Week Nights. I'm Harrison Arns back here at the studio. Host, as always, DeMorne Pearson, streaming in 402-464-5685. That is the Sarder Heyman text line. Feel free to put a face to the voice. we got streams up now. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and, of course, Allo Channel 961. Good morning. I do want to switch it over to Husker Hoops a little bit. Nebraska falls again on the road to Illinois, overtime loss. Uh, I got pretty emotional during that game. You can probably guess why, but they lose 84 to 87, only by three in overtime. Key stats in this one Nebraska or Illinois both shot the ball uh, pretty well. Nebraska, more so, in fact, 42% from the field. 42% from the three-point line. Illinois, 41% from the field. Only about 25% from the three-point line. Um, Nebraska makes all their free throws. Key stat, though, offensive rebounds. 5-17 overall. You get outboarded 33-50. Uh, turnovers wasn't too bad there. You actually win that battle 9-14. Assist 12-18. to um, Really nothing's too bad outside of the rebounds. You you just <laughs> lost so many offensive rebounds. What are your initial thoughts on that game before I, ha- I go ahead and give mine.
2: Uh they started slow and terrible.
1: For the Husk uh, the Huskers? Yeah. The 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 um in terms of the it didn't feel like the offense was was terribly slow. The it, energy didn't it, feel there.
2: It it just it just wasn't there, you know. Later le- second half again can we can we put together you know a, a whole game uh that sucks that you know you get out rebounded like that you know if you get just three rebounds you possibly could could win just three more offensive rebounds you only lose by what three
0: um
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know and that that's 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 the hard um, you know thing about it and it's you coming off of a, a win at Wisconsin um which you know that wasn't exactly you know the one that you think that you would pull off, but you did. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Down by uh, nineteen, definitely didn't think <laughs> they're
2: falling. You well, know, so so uh, you you know you're capable of of playing at a high level, um, and you you just let that one slip away. Which you know if you could have got both of those, you know on your resume on the road getting those, you know I think you know that 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 helps you out a lot. Um still good that you got you know one out of two you still got you know one more that you know we need to get um but it's it 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 it, it could have been a better game uh you know it, it's a team sport. you can't just rely, you know on two or three guys uh you know, saving the team mm-hmm. uh you know the starting the starting five, you know at at least you know, four of y'all gotta be in double digits to to help win, you know a uh, starter scoring five points two points and you know seven points like division one basketball now like you know hold yourself a little uh, to a higher standard mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you nobody couldn't get ten points uh you, you know what i'm saying or, or you know out of the three of y'all you know y'all couldn't get you know y'all couldn't wrestle up you know three extra you know rebounds um so it's difficult and you know it's it's something that can be fixed. Um, it's not so much a uh, you know that the team is 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 a lot better than you mm-hmm. um, because you you've shown that you are capable at playing to higher levels versus you know better competition. Um, so you know just try your best you know to getting to have you know a, a full complete game uh, on and away and home court.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know with that game being said, there's just a lot of a lot of th- frustration at the end there with the offensive whistles. You you can argue about the refs as well. Um yeah. but with that being said, tomorrow we actually do got to throw it to a quick break here. I got I got a guest in studio, so I'm gonna go take right. care of that real go quick. Right. So we'll have an extra long segment for our final break here. So don't go anywhere. Short segment on the don't punt hour. We'll be back and talk some more husker hoops.
0: This is the Don't Punt Hour on 93.7 a ticket The ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Demorne Pearson. All
1: right, we're back. Final segment of the Don't Punt Hour. Uh, we'll go long on this one. So we got about 10 minutes here. And yes, as us wrapping up, with Big Ten basketball, now that I got my my thoughts cleared here, um, when it comes to the game for Nebraska Hoops, as we're talking about some of the frustration with the offensive rebounds, A, early on, go grab a body. Uh, that's too many times on the road where this team can't grab offensive rebounds. Number two, it's tough when the refs aren't helping. I I get it. This is what upsets me with the refs. I can understand why So all those whistles they're calling at the end there, outside of the one on Sam Hoiberg, um, That was not a reach. That was a stripped ball. Sam Hoiberg did get the steal. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I'm okay with a lot of the calls they're making. The problem is, is there's no consistency to it. You cannot, in the first half, allow Illinois to be jumping overbacks, whatever it may be. And then in the second half, Nebraska starts getting hammered for all these push, ticky-tack fouls. And it's just a complete flip of the script. And this isn't a, woe is Nebraska, because Nebraska's been the beneficiary of it. At times as well. I think about that Michigan State game at home. If I was Michigan State. There might have been a few calls in there. I would have thrown my hands up. It's just the Big Ten as a whole. The officiating is so inconsistent. It is so frustrating. As a fan, I'm sure as a player, and I'm sure for the coaches, as we saw with Northwestern and Purdue, their Northwestern's head coach gets ejected because the free throw disparity was so bad that anyone in their right mind could have looked at that without knowing anything about basketball and said that was an unfair officiated game. It, it just drives me nuts with the officiating in terms of the Big Ten, how inconsistent it is. Yes, sometimes you'll be the beneficiary of it, but when it goes the wrong way, um, it's really frustrating just to have games. I don't want to say taken out of Nebraska's hand because there's still things they could have done to prevent it, but it does feel like that's one extra factor you have to try and fight over. Um, when it comes to the refs in that game, is that, is that a pretty fair assumption when it comes to that? Because I, I thought it was terrible. Just through and through. Yeah. It it was horrible. Like you could call it that way, but start at the first half, not the last five minutes of overtime. That's mm-hmm. what was so frustrating about the whole damn thing. Call a,
2: call a, call a fair game. And it yeah, that, that was obvious. Uh and it's and it's annoying, you know. Just have consistency with, with what you're gonna call, you know. If you don't want a physical, you know, type game and everything like that, then call it even for both sides. Or you know, or you know, if you call in something. Okay, call it fair for both sides. Uh, And as you can, you hate to leave it up to the refs uh, for them, you know, to win you a game or lose you a game and everything like that. Um, And, you know, the perfect storm of not enough offensive rebounding and the ticky-tack fouls gives you a loss by three. So, you know, don't put yourself in that position um, with certain things and you wouldn't have to, you know, blame the refs so much if you do what you're supposed to do on the offensive board and you know, the refs still are calling the same way and everything, or the, the refs are calling that way, but yet, you know, you come out on the other end. It's like, yeah, they could have called it better, but you know, you took care of business to where that wouldn't even have been a reason why the game went that way. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but, but I, it, it's definitely annoying and irritating.
1: Yeah. And again, it's, it's not just like a woes Nebraska. I could go to every local radio station of any of these Big 10 universities and, and uh, say the same thing. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm damn near certain it'd be a 99% rating of those people would all tell me yes, it is incredibly inconsistent when it comes to the refs. I just I it's unfair to even bash on the refs as much as it is like it's it's just not good, but there isn't a whole lot of competition in the refing world either. Like no one wants to ref anymore. Who want it, it's just it's a combination of the fans and players treating the refs worse and then having less refs, less competition, and then they kind of get in these spots and anything underneath them just doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of ways out. Like we see it in the MLB, we see it in the NHL, the NFL, at every single league and college especially, these refs, no matter how bad a games they might have ref, they still have their job. Like there's nothing <laughs> threatening them or there's no penalties, there's no fines. There's, there's nothing um, that ever uh, really uh, hemorrhages uh, refs.
2: That part, um, you know, I, I can speak on the NFL refs. Um, they do get graded. They do get fined. Um, and, you know, if it's a bad enough job and everything like that, they do lose opportunity to, you know, ref certain game, playoff games or or, or something like that. So I know for a fact some stuff does happen to NFL refs. I can't speak for collegiate, but um, NFL refs, you know, do catch a grade. Um, and if it's, you know, continuous of not being good and everything like that, then, you know, certain games that, 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 that they won't get or, you know, they might get demoted to just, you know, collegiate games or something like that. Um, I do know that for, like I said, uh, NFL refs. I'm not I can't speak on NBA, can't speak on, you know, college basketball. I just know um, that with, you know, football refs.
1: Yeah, it it's interesting. I do think some of it, too, is maybe if you just make it a little more financially incentivizing i know in the nba that's talked about all the time make it so it can be a full-time job where these guys just ref for a full living and they don't they get graded on it they get tested on it every single year uh but hey mm-hmm. here's a nice pay bump to make sure that you're doing the best of the best work the and, league
2: uh, has enough money too so <laughs> yeah, I, I don't other i don't understand why like i mean it's one of those necessary evil type things if mm-hmm. you know one thing's done better um to be you know better organized x y and z why not you know okay take you know, whatever it is and, and, and make sure that, you know, the proper trainer is being, you know, everybody wants to be taken care of. Yeah. So, you know, you Even take care rest. of the refs, the refs take care of the games, let the players play, you know, a better product.
1: Yeah. And it'd just be nice, you know, start building up those ref contract incentives the same way you do players. It's like, Hey, you hit this accuracy rating, that second roll uh, And then you make a nice little bag for being as best as you possibly can. The same way you treat players, you're the best, you get paid the most, um, just some ideas. And like you said, there's enough money. I'm so tired of, this officiating thing. Just, we just complain about it every year, but it doesn't feel like anything really changes, especially in the year at all time with Adam Silver and the NBA. I kind of push these flopping rules. And then about midway through the season, it all goes out the door and everyone's flopping again. Um, with that being said though, we'll get off the refs. I think most people can agree incredibly inconsistent. And that's what was frustrating about it. Nebraska though, did not receive a single AP vote for the top 25. That one, uh, you, you see Northwestern go ahead and get a vote. Um, but Nebraska, I I can live with the fact that we did not get ranked. Fair enough. Maybe we don't deserve to be ranked, but not a single vote is what surprised me. Is it just because of the road wins? Is that fair? Because
2: people don't people don't respect you enough. Like yeah yeah, you're a good team and everything mm-hmm. like that, but you haven't done enough. You're you just you know record alone. Uh, you know isn't isn't just you know isn't just you know the part that people pay attention to and everything like that. Um, you know, they, they got to start stringing along, you know, these road wins and, you know, like I said, beat the teams you're, that you're supposed to beat. You can't afford to lose to, you know, a Maryland. Yeah. Like, you know, like that, that hurts you, you, you know, your credibility with, you know, how people think. So now people are thinking, you know, instead of, you know, the glass being halfway full and now it's halfway empty. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and, and they done it themselves. Like, you, you can't be mad at necessarily, you know, outside people picking and everything like that. You know, you got to be better.
1: Just got to win a road game. That's what sucks about it all. That is the only reason to me. You, you just stay, you can't win on the road. And they, Consistently. They hate that at all. <laughs> you got one road win against Kansas State. A non-con game. Like, you just can't figure it out on the road. Like, again, the refs, in my mind, complete BS in overtime. How you avoid that? You body up early and you start getting offensive rebounds. Like I don't care if it was a little bit unfair. At some point, you want to play small ball. It's a gut check time. Are you going to let them push you around and bully you and get that much? Like you I keep talking about the refs. They weren't bad to the point where you should have got out outboarded that bad. There may mm-hmm. be some things in there, but that spread, that's that's way too much. Um, I credit them. They fought back. I thought they played a good game. But the, for some reason on the road, this team really struggles to rebound. And that's the reason why you don't have an AP vote in the top 25. And you beat Illinois, I guarantee you, you're locked in. You might even be re- locked in for the tournament, certainly. Um and You sure. would definitely be sure to probably get some votes in the AP poll. Because you look at teams that are ranked in their AP poll, nothing. Coaches poll, nothing. But you'll see Michigan State, even in there, a team that we beat, a team that has a way worse record. You'll see teams like Purdue and Creighton, very similar records. They're ranked in there. So, again, you, you just got to figure out how to win, win a road game. Uh, but with this point on the schedule left, you have one more tough game really arguably on the road against Northwestern. But from here on out, the schedule really eases up. How good are you feeling about this Nebraska team just holding true? Because I think if they hold true and win the games they're supposed to win, they'll still be in the tournament.
2: You say that, but, again, like, you know, you lose to Maryland. I would say – it. At least. Like you you can't, you can't, you can't afford, you know, setbacks like that. Like, you know, so you, you have to dominate and, you know, take care of, take care of business. If you take care of business and everything like that, you know, once it comes time to, you know, selection and everything like that, you should be good. But if you leave it to, you know, any chance and everything like that, then you can't be mad at what the outcome is because you didn't do what you
1: were supposed to do. Do you think we could, by the time we get to the big 10 tournament, do you think Nebraska is going to need that tournament to make their bid, or do you think they'll have done enough by then? How how confident hopefully, are you?
2: Ho- hopefully, that they, they 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 would have done have done enough. Hopefully,
1: sounds like you're not sure.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I I don't I don't want to jinx them. You know, I don't want to. I believe they can. I think they have the capability to. I think you know they have the players um, to get things done and everything like that. Just play a full, complete game. You know. It's a team sport, you know. Everybody, you know, do their part and take care of business. You do that and everything like that, uh, and you know, you do what you're supposed to do in a tournament and everything like that. You know, that, that two stamps of approval. It don't even matter. You good, but you don't handle business, and you know, uh, a last hail mary in the tournament to get you in. That might not be enough.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, we, we're talking about the refs earlier. We'll end up with this one. I agree with you 100. Um, again, talking about a ref organization working for themselves or the NCAA. Again, trying to figure out the whole refing thing. Maybe make a whole refs unit as well. But with that being said, we're going to ahead and get out of here. We'll talk more Nebraska hoops. We'll talk more Super Bowl as the week goes on. Um, but no show tomorrow. We got high school hoops tomorrow. Night, and then on Wednesday, we got the Supernova. So we will actually talk to you guys back on Thursday. But don't go anywhere. We got speed and power. Pre recorded with NBA star Isaiah Roby up next. So be sure to stick around and ticket weekends or weeknights. We'll roll on ahead.